Welcome to On Purpose, where you can find a community of financial service movers and shakers who are changing the face of finance. Hear from award winners, thought leaders, authors, and executives who are part of the undercurrent of industry change. They're pushing the edge and, frankly, doing things differently on purpose. Let's dive Thanks in. Thanks for joining us, Alan. It's good to have you here. So, Thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm uh, like I was just sharing with you before. I feel like I've seen you everywhere um, with XYPN and things that are going on. And you guys have just been absolutely crushing it. So appreciate you taking time today to um, share with us a little bit, not only about your background, but the things that you guys are doing. Um, I feel like you have really like cut through the clutter in so many ways. And before we get into all the things you guys got going on, I want to just hand over the mic. Tell us a little bit about your background you know, why financial planning, this whole world and kind of how you got to where you are today. So let's you uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I was really fortunate to have discovered financial planning in college. Uh, I took an intro to a personal finance class. I thought I was going to like learn how to budget for myself and stuff. And uh, I was actually taking the intro to CFP coursework, which was way harder than I was expecting. Uh, but I absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, it was a brand new program at the University of Georgia. Uh, and just fell in love with what the the work we get to do as financial planners. Um, you know, historically, and probably when I told my parents, "Hey, I'm getting, I've decided to get a degree in family financial planning," they immediately think, "Oh, let's just like number crunching." My mom was like, "You weren't very good at math, you know, in in high school," and uh, she was right. Um, but I think the the way the financial planning industry has evolved, where it is so much more. Uh, people oriented than just numbers, but it's a cool blend of emotions and numbers and and yeah, we get to run projections, but then also we have clients crying in our office and not implementing the plan and trying yeah. to figure out why. Uh, that to me was just really fascinating. And so uh, just, again, just fell in love with financial planning and the work we get to do here as advisors. And so I came out of school, uh, worked at a couple of different RIAs before uh, getting fired from my last job and deciding that entrepreneurship was the path for me. I uh, started my own RIA back in 2012. Oh, um, high fives to that. Yeah. 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 And I, I just felt like this, I wanted to serve a different client base than most of the, the RIAs that I was looking at were serving. We typically yeah. worked with millionaire baby boomers, which is awesome. That's great, valuable work. Uh, but I really wanted to work with clients that were in their, like I was in their twenties and thirties, like getting married, getting divorced, new jobs, student loan debt, having kids, yeah. like those, like those kinds of issues. Kinds of things. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, the very real issues. And so ultimately decided to, to launch my own firm in order to work with those clients. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's, hear a little bit more. I want to kind of shift with that too, a little bit more about, you know, advice pay and, and, and XYPN and kind of just for folks that maybe aren't familiar with either, sure. can you kind of give the high level of those um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get a little further. So, but go ahead. Yeah. When I started my own firm, I had to figure everything out on my own. And, and what I found was over the, really the first 18 months of running my own business, uh, spoke at a few conferences, uh, did a guest blog post on kitsis.com, which uh, got some, some attention. 
And I just started getting all of these questions, but they were the same questions from tons of advisors. Uh, I had over a hundred phone calls with advisors over the course of 18 months that were all asking the same thing. How do you do compliance? How do you do marketing? How did you select technology? They weren't asking me how to do financial planning. They taught us that in CFP school. What they were asking was, how do I run a business? Yes. Because they did not teach us that in CFP school. And so XY Planning Network uh, was founded by myself and Michael Kitsis back in uh, 2014. So almost 10 years ago now with the the mission of providing a platform that allows advisors to build independent businesses uh, and and build their own RIA. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we very much consider ourselves sort of an entrepreneurial platform. We specialize in financial services in the RIA world because that's all Michael and I know. Yeah. but you know, today we have right around 1,800 advisors that are part of our network that we've helped launch uh, their RIAs, and our focus is on advisors. Uh, sort of our, our unique part of the marketplace is working with clients on a fee for service basis that uh, maybe don't have the assets to support an AUM fee. Mm-hmm. And so as XYPN started to grow, uh, one thing is if you want to to work with clients and they don't necessarily have assets, then we like to say instead of 1% of AUM, it's 1% of income. So you've got to charge them out of cash flow. They have the right. money to to pay for financial planning. Uh, but no one wants to get checks every month. No one's going right. to write a $100, $200 check every month. And so we started on the search for how our advisors could actually get paid while still adhering to all of the custody requirements, compliance yeah. requirements that we have in our industry. Um, talked to a lot of different payment platforms and no one was interested in our industry. They just didn't feel like it was big enough. They didn't understand it. They didn't understand the restrictions and all of that. And so in 2015, then we launched uh, Advice Pay. Uh, Michael nor I had ever built tech before, uh, but uh, launched Advice Pay and, and have been building that ever since in order to provide a payment processing solution for advisors so they can get paid for financial planning. So they are separate companies, but uh, very much linked in terms of their missions. Okay. So I want to get into conferences because you've got, you guys have got so much going on. Before we do that, I just want to hear a little bit about how in the world have you built XYPN to be such a massive network? You know, I know these tools go together that you've mentioned, but I love just to hear a little bit about like that journey to kind of growing it out. Was it just to just grow naturally because people needed this help or was it through, you know, like through Michael's network? Was it, what was it that felt like it kind of like, what was the, what was the magnet? A great question. You know, when when we first started, uh, you know, we dreamed of like, what if in 20 years we had, you know, 200 advisors? Like, wouldn't that, what if in 10 years we could have 200 advisors? Like any projection that we drew, uh, we absolutely blew out of the water. And I I think a couple of things happened. I mean, one, I think we we, uh, miscalculated just the overall demand for advisors who were frustrated in their current situations. There were a lot of us that were failed succession plans that were promised equity. We were told, hey, you get to buy the firm in five years. And then five years in, it's seven more years. And it was just never happening. Right. And there was also this pent up hunger amongst advisors who wanted to work with clients like them, whether yeah. that be age, race, uh, gender, certain profession, uh, yep. certain challenges, You know, people who like to travel, whatever the thing is. And so there was this desire for autonomy around Wanting to work with certain clients uh, that that historically have not been served by financial advisors, wanting to be able to charge potentially in a way that that you feel is the right way, whether that be out of income cash flow, maybe that's being advice only or flat fee, 
Right. Uh, and then also being able to do financial planning the way you believe it should be done, because there are many different ways, obviously, to do planning. And so that's really where we've seen uh, you know, the the advisors that are interested in what we're doing. We're very big on when you start a firm, have a niche. And we've right. carved out a very small niche in the marketplace that uh, that has uh, given us the ability to sort of, you know, plant our flag and, and say, this is our corner of the marketplace. And uh, if you want to go do, you know, if you want to do another piece of the marketplace, fantastic. That's not what we do. Uh, and that, you know, I would say that has is what has led to our growth. Yeah. When you were talking, I was thinking, okay, you not only know your target, you are the target in a lot mm -hmm. of ways, right? Absolutely. Um, which is, I mean, super key. So, okay. So it's really hard to build community, right? And you guys have not only built that community, you understand the pain point and you've also identified the pain point, but let's talk a little bit kind of shifting on the, the XYPN side. You guys are in conferences and conferences, mm -hmm. like the whole conference world has gotten crazy with COVID and this sort of thing. Like why that? What's the value add? I love to hear about, you know, is that the main value add that you all see? Um, like what, what are you guys doing that's different? That's keeping people there and interested and maybe kind of unpack that, right? Because I feel like conferences start to unpack some of those. What are the big challenges? So yeah, I'll say that, uh, you know, if you look at the numbers and, and just what we see in terms of attendance of conferences, the the generalist conferences are getting crushed and the niche conferences are growing really well, uh, or at least holding strong in terms of attendance. And so uh, the reason is because historically, when I would go to when I was an advisor, I would go to an association conference. You know, there may be 40, 50 sessions out there, but only like two or three of them really applied to me. Yeah. And I'm surrounded by advisors, especially then, like, you know, I was 25 when I started my firm, like I sat at the kids table because there was like one table of us under 40 and, <laughs> and there weren't really advisors that were dealing with what I was dealing with uh, at the time. And so what what you generally see from the really big conferences or or the historically more generalist conferences is uh, they they just struggle to curate the content and the experience to be ideal for their uh, for their target market because their target market is so wide. And so yeah. by having a really narrow focus uh, here at XYPN, it helps us to curate the conference in a way that makes it a conference that people actually want to come to. And so, you know, a few of our tenants are, uh, we don't do any pay to play speaking. Mm -hmm. And so everyone has to earn their spot on stage yep. uh, with, with providing great content. You know, all of the content, you will do three or four concurrent sessions. All of them are relevant to you and your business. And we try to identify, you know, if you're early stage or a little bit later stage, different pain points. But in the end, like generally you're choosing between two or three that you'd really like to go to. Yeah. Uh, so the content is really curated because, again, we're not trying to serve all advisors from all different walks. Like we're just serving sort of this, this narrow market. Uh, you know, we give we do a lot of work uh, at the conference from a community perspective and helping people find their tribe. Uh, XYPN itself is a tribe. And then we have sort of these mini communities that have popped up throughout. Uh, sometimes those are niche focused, like the uh, I'm going to get the name of this wrong, but the association uh, or the the Financial Planners Association for uh, working with veterans and service members uh, has 40 or 50 members that are XYPN. Uh, and that grew out of our conference, like things yeah. like that are, are just Beautiful. amazing to see. And then finally the exhibit hall, you know, in the end, the exhibit hall is what pays for a conference. Uh, we were doing the math recently and, you know, we were, we were charging three or $350 for a ticket to the conference and every attendee costs us about $1,200, mm -hmm. uh, just in hard cost of, uh, food and drinks and speakers and Reality. all that sort of thing. Yeah. 
So the the exhibit hall is ultimately what drives the conference. But if you go to most uh, most conferences, the exhibit hall is kind of a miserable place. It's miserable for vendors because you stay in there for three days, you work right. for an hour, you're off for two. Uh, no one's really coming in and and it can be really hard to get engagement and to be willing then to write the big checks for for what sponsorships can cost. And so uh, one of the things we did uh, seven, eight years ago now, and we just we keep waiting for another conference to copy us, which is totally fine. Uh, we didn't come up with the idea, but we were the first to do it in our space. But that is that we do a one day exhibit hall experience. And so a couple of things lead to this. One is uh, we do we limit the number of. Uh, product companies that can be in the exhibit hall. Uh, candidly, like most people don't, most advisors don't actually want to w- talk to uh, vendors who are using the advisor to sell something to their clients. Mm. You know, when you're a fund company or product company or or offering, you know, lending, that sort of thing, like that can be valuable for the advisor, but ultimately you're using the advisor to distribute your product or service to the client. Yep. So instead of sort of the B2B to C model, we really focus on B2B, advi- uh, B2B vendors who are there to support the advisor's business. And so that also makes it this really cool, um, you know, it's really efficient because we focus it just on one day. Vendors can come and go and, and only spend one or two nights away from their families. But you get this really focused time where advisors get to really talk to vendors who are providing solutions to help them better run their business. And we find we get really, really high engagement in that exhibit hall day because of that. What I want to hear a little about the coach's corner piece of it too, mm-hmm. which I know I'm shifting a little bit more, but I, I think that's a really unique piece. I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about that as well. Yeah, I mean, as our team has grown here uh, at XYPN, we've got about 80 uh, something team members uh, now and another 30 over at AdvicePay. Uh, we we have experts on our team in various areas. Some of those uh, coaches are member facing uh, and some of them are just experts on our team, such as our own marketing team. They are experts in things like SEO and Google right. ads and that sort of thing. And so we've sort of, we pulled together uh, many of the team members here at XYPN and uh, make it so that advisors can sign up for, a, depending on the coach, let's say a 20 minute, 30 minute session right, uh, right. to talk about something really specific. So they can meet with a bookkeeper to say, hey, uh, you know, because we have our XYPN books team that does bookkeeping for advisors. They can meet with them to say, hey, my my chart of accounts are a mess. What do you think? Like, how right. can I, how can I improve here? They may meet with our uh, you know, head of of um, uh, marketing operations, uh, and talk to him about uh, you know their their HubSpot strategy or their uh, SEO strategy, and right, so right. it's really just about connecting experts and making those experts available that uh, aren't always necessarily available to our members just because they have day jobs. But at the conference, it gives them the opportunity to really provide value to those advisors. Yeah, to get in their specific problem and be able to mm-hmm. sort of unpack it from a from a an expert standpoint, if you will. Yeah. I mean, ultimately when you leave a conference, like you just, you need one takeaway, like you just need one win, basically one introduction, one thing that you've learned. And, and many times that one thing can come from coach's corner because you get to go talk about one specific pain point that you're experiencing and get that solved. So that can really provide a lot of value, even if it's just 20 minutes. Right. That makes sense. So can you share a little bit more about like, is there any pre and post conference things that are happening sort of like to get people, um, I don't know, just excited about the speakers or help planning or any homework and kind of what happens post? That's a great question. Uh, We don't do a ton uh, on the pre side, just, you know, obviously we do the announcements around who the keynotes will be and and releasing speaker names and that sort of thing. 
after the event, there is an opportunity. We record every session so attendees can go back and watch the sessions that they missed or be able to download the files or the, the slides from any of those sessions. Um, but really, it sort of funnels into our overall community that we're curating and, and working working on throughout the year, yeah. which is you know doing local meetups uh, in various cities where where we have sort of uh, you know a bunch of advisors in one place. There's online communities and study groups, and we have webinar content throughout the year. So we're really engaging in what would if if all we did was a conference, we would probably be adding on a lot of the community stuff that we do in order to drive engagement. Yeah. Uh, we just started with a community, then added the conference. Do you, how have you guys gotten people out of their house, especially with COVID and getting them to the conference? Do you think it's all this pre-work on the side where people are like, I made that connection. I want to meet that person. And this is like further driving that or what, like, how are you making that happen? Um, are people just frankly sick of like the webinars, right? Like tell me yeah. a little about that. I would say that, you know, our target market, the majority of XYPN advisors are solo advisors. Many times they are the the uh, parent that became the stay-at-home parent or the on-call parent during COVID. Uh, and so they were, you know, they became the teacher and the, the uh, daycare and all yes. the things all at once. And what we find is that, that many times, especially, uh, you know, sort of, I guess, 2021, 2022, this mm -hmm. was the first time they had been around other adults. Uh, and it was just, a, it was kind dialogue. of an excuse to get out of the yeah. house and just go like, not be dad or mom, just go be, uh, go be a financial planner, go be an advisor again. And so the, the energy levels uh, in, I guess it was 2022, we were in Denver, just the energy levels of the conference was so high. It was so fun. Uh, because you know the the advisors really appreciated that community. They missed they missed that in person community, and so we generally find advisors want to go to one to two conferences a year, and so we're you know shooting to be the, the one of those one conferences. Of those two. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Okay, um, so kind of with this, like you've got your pulse on what's going on. Like, you know, you're feeling that pain point. You've got this whole community that you've built. Are there any trends that you're seeing, like topical trends? challenges that this audience needs? Like where, what are you hearing? Yeah. I mean, they, there are a few different uh, trends that we're seeing. I mean, one is that the, the makeup, the demographic of clients is changing. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the demographic of the, of the clients who are looking for financial advice, uh, they are younger, they are less male, they are less white than they used to be. Uh, you know, historically, that's just who we've served. And yet there's a much more diverse audience that's looking for financial planning and need financial planning. And so, uh, and they're willing to pay for advice. They they understand that there are sales or there are compensation models that are not as aligned potentially with with their best interests, and they're looking for fiduciary advisors, whether they're fee only or not. I'm I'm, I'm less concerned about your fee structure. I'm much more concerned about being a fiduciary. So if you're a fiduciary advisor, clients are looking for you. The technology landscape continues to evolve rapidly. Uh, it probably gets sometimes I feel like too much attention, sometimes not enough, depending on on the day, but. Uh, you know, the the landscape is changing quickly and we are starting to see sort of this rise of more niche planning tools that really allow us to do less rearward looking sort of plan generation uh, and more sort of real time financial planning and value add, you know, and, and so we're seeing the the fastest growing uh, technology companies in our space seem to be the the ones that are supporting the delivery of advice. They're, they're yes. supporting us showing value to our clients throughout the year. 
Uh, and then finally, we continue to see the rise and the success of advisors who are willing to go all in on a niche. Mm-hmm. And and we continue to see these firms growing. And we do an annual benchmarking survey uh, to our members. And those who are who are focused on a niche, they are growing faster. They have much higher close rate with prospective clients. They are spending less time per client because they're experts in that area. They're yes. they're earning higher fees per client. Like all the metrics that you want to see uh, are are yeah. you know you're seeing when you have a niche. And so. Uh, that's been another uh, sort of trend that we've championed, and and we're starting to see the fruits of that. That the the folks who are willing to say, I I work with this you know particular target market, uh, are definitely seeing the the benefits of it. Yep, so fascinating. Um, okay, one more question for you. So, looking ahead, anything that you want to call out for the future of what you know XYPN looks like, advice, pay, anything that's kind of on the horizon that would be good to to give a shout out to. Yeah, I mean, uh, we announced it at our conference. Uh, depending on when this uh, when this episode goes live, I, uh, I may have been announced or not, or maybe I'm letting the cat out of the bag. Uh, but we we are moving forward with a pilot project to to offer a corporate RAA to our members. Uh, historically, each of our members are their own RAA, so we have. 1450 RIAs affiliated with XYPN uh, mm-hmm. and we are starting to see more for or more advisors who are looking for um, the ability to still have their own brand and their own website and, and that sort of right. thing but to still be able to centralize a lot of the back office operations compliance investment management tasks uh, and so that's really what we're going to be working on in 2024 is piloting that program and, and really gaining an understanding of what are what are the needs of our members and how can we support them. Uh, but it's something I'm pretty excited about because there's uh, there's a huge uh, need in the industry for uh, corporate RAA services or those centralized services that are really planning centric. Uh, you know, historically they've been very investment centric, and so uh, that's going to be our focus for the next year. And really excited for what that's going to bring. Oh, so great! Well, thank you so much for sharing. You know, just a little bit about your background. You know, XYPN Advice Pay. We'll make sure also to include links below as well, just for folks. And I feel like you've done a tremendous job too of just outlining like who is this a fit for, right? Um, so it's it's fun to see what's on the horizon, and totally like amazing to see. I think this platform just grow, and also like you said, like really know your your target. So, um, but yeah, super appreciate your time. This is really fun, and uh, looking forward to continue to to continue to watch it just totally take off. So. Well, thank you for the time today. I appreciate it. All right. For more behind the scenes conversations and expert insights, subscribe to the podcast. Join us next time as we hear from leaders who are cutting through the clutter and doing things differently on purpose.